said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! Welcome back to Flower State of Fear. You got Brian, myself, and we are here to talk about Shutter Island today. But before we get into any of that, how is you, Brian? Oh, man, I'm doing good. You know, um, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I always love when we have a guest, but man, I love just sitting down to chat with my buddy, too. Yes. Uh, speaking of buddies, we got to shout out our band, TJ. He got engaged last night. Yeah, Congratulations go, to him. Go congratulate the original oh, uh, Flyboy. Beyonce Amory. Yeah. She's a lovely, lovely lady who was very kind and tolerant of TJ. <laughs> yes, that's a big thing. Be tolerant of TJ. As you know, if you're listening in an, a, a Twitter follower and and or uh, real life is nicer. So very well, cool. It's funny. I don't want to be lame, but like I not that I like knew. I mean, you know, when he was going to propose or anything, but I had been thinking just like that day. I was like reminiscing about about the uh, the trip up for your wedding. And I was like, oh, what a great day I had with those guys. And then we got to, you know, go to Joe's nice wedding at the end. That was so fun. And then I was just like, oh, gee whiz. I was like, oh, God. All right, calm down there. Yeah, you're, now you're we have another kinda, one. Now yeah. we have another one. Now we'll have to do it again. Yeah. So make that sooner than later, TJ. All right. Yeah. Um, I got to get my credit card ready. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> two trips to texas in a couple of years all right um get it going get it going brian as per usual before we do dive into shutter island uh have you caught any horror since the last time uh we recorded or anything watched that you want to shout out and i have a couple things uh i have two things i want to talk about real quick uh first is a recommendation um it's on hulu it's a movie called duel with karen gillen Gillian? Is it Gillen? It's Gillen. Yeah, I say Gillen. I think it's Gillen. G-I-L-L-E-N. Yeah, I love Anyway, Karen she's Gillen. Nebula in the Guardians movies. She's great. I really actually really like her a lot. Um, she's in a movie. It's Duel, D-U-A-L, Duel. And uh, it's by the same director of The Art of Self-Defense, if uh, you ever saw that. Um, I A movie that I liked but didn't love, mostly because I'm just not a big Jesse Eisenberg guy. But it's very much in that vein of like, pitch black comedy bordering on kind of dramedy thriller it's uh, it's hard it's a hard movie to describe but it was very good duel Duel with karen gillen yeah she's she like like she nails comedic so well too and she's funny in a very deadpan kind of way much like nebula is like Uh, she's got that uh, aaron paul aaron paul's also in it because she had a uh, a very, I didn't watch it, a very, very short-lived sitcom that was unfortunately had a bad name, so it died. I think was it was it a selfie. Selfie? Was that yeah. it? Yeah. I used to, you know what, I have to say, I, I, with not knowing anything about it, I remember mocking that name oh, no, everyone concept did. at the time. Everyone then, did. Like, hearing later that it was a little more elevated than the trailers made it yeah, seem. Yeah, I remember. It's like, too, I'm sorry that they mismanaged your show and so make, badly. And it makes sense, because you watch something like, hey, I'll move on to the next movie, and this... But you watch something like her and Jumanji, and she's so like charming. Where I'm like, that now kind of makes sense. And I think she was on a Doctor Who for a while. Anyway, I will check out Duel. That sounds right up my alley. Um, speaking of like horror comedy, more I mean, it's not as deadpan. Uh, I saw The Blackening. I um, want to see. I want to see that. It's, it looks it's, really good. It's a straightforward comedy. I mean, it's horror. Right. Right. It's it's like even more horror more comedy than horror than something like the final girls, but they're of the similar ilk where like, it's not a hundred percent a spoof movie or parody, but, but it's, it's self-aware it's to the cool. point of almost. Yeah. Know. Like there's a, there's a couple really, really great jokes. Like in the first scene alone that are that like, so tongue in cheek. And like, if you know the reference and things are going like, Oh, we know what movie we're in for. Yeah. There's no going to be, there's going to be no surprise in here. Uh, had a great time with that movie. 
Um, so just see it. I'm sure by the time this recording is out, it's probably available on VOD somewhere. Uh, Hopefully for free. Yeah. On the channel that I have. There's ways. There's always, there's always ways. I don't watch a movie on a laptop, Joe. I have class. Okay. Yeah, there's. It's called it. casting it to your TV or like plugging. All it right, you kids and your cat. There's that thing that always comes up and asks me if I want to do that. I don't want. To do no, that. no, you don't cast it because it'll never. It's always lag. But like just a hard line HDMI. You keep it. I literally have a an input on my TV that's I call a drop line. I gotcha. My laptop does not have an HDMI port though. Got to get a dongle. I know. We gotta get these things. No. Everything's a new thing, though. Yeah. And then you gotta put the thing somewhere when you're not using it. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, it's all junk. It's all junk. It's all junk. It's like how I bought, I bought gaming headphones, not for $150, but went to Big Lots for $100 for, and for $20 for two zero, and I think they work just as fine. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with those. My first pair of gaming headphones that I ever bought was the same type of thing. It was like on the clearance rack at Walmart. They were like, you know, $20 or something. And they had the orange tag on them. The box was all beat to shit, but un, but unopened, just like it had been around, you know? But they worked just as good. Hell yeah, they were good. They worked so good that they didn't die till Harrison had used them for like two years. So. Yeah, that makes sense. He probably like jammed them up with like... Oh, yeah. Well, he just throw... You know, kid, they just take them off and throw them on the ground. Ah. Me, on the other hand, I just got a PS4 and the, its flaws. It's a white controller, so all your dead skin marks are on it. So I bought, like, a, basically a condom for it because I was so sick of cleaning it every day. <laughs> I went the other way. I got a replacement for my Nintendo Wii, which has been busted for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got a black one this time. Smart. Ours black is controllers, red. too. Oh, yeah. Ours is red and we have the Mario are red and green nice. on the Wii. But I get it. It was like, it was like, PlayStation, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Literally every day I'm like, I do it right now. I'm like, you, you can see the, you know. All right. Uh, the other movie real quick before we do Shutter Island, I did want to say, and we were kind of joking about before, I did catch like majority of Annabelle creation. And I know it's not great, but it is a fine studio horror that has some decent scares. I can't, I can't endorse this movie with you i'm gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to separate on this one it's fine though i never will tell you not to enjoy your very bad movie (laughs) um i'm gonna and because we're doing i'm gonna do one more uh two that i one more watch and uh because we're watching the world's saddest movie today in shutter island i want to bring up another tragedy uh they did find the remains of julian sands yes first uh actor he went missing on a hiking trip in california he presumed dead obviously uh, you know it's sad but also at least his family now has some closure they know what happened you know they can uh grieve properly but i watched in his tribute a 1989 classic warlock um it's a poster I, yeah, the poster is a, is the most iconic thing, the white background and him standing there all, you know, he's a, and he's got the big shadow that looks like a demon. Um, and it's a, you know what, honestly, I didn't, I think I had seen it before probably like years ago. I didn't remember much about it and what's I was it? pleasantly surprised. What's like the ilk of the movie? Like what's like a similar gist of what? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a, it's hard to say he's, you know, he's an ancient yeah, I guess it could be maybe something like uh, Critters or Buffy the Vampire. Okay, yeah, that's kind of I'm just curious, but you said uh, it's kind of but a vibe little, the dark, little less off. comedic. But you got Richard E. Grant in it as like a guy from medieval times who is chasing him, and they both end up in the present day. And he's a you know he's trying to find three you know three MacGuffins and put them together and become the devil's only son or whatever. But either like- way. He's great in it. There's some really fun flying effects. You know, he does some uh, real good wire work when he's, like, doing some of his flying, which I thought was, like, a fun flourish that they probably didn't yeah. do. There's some cool, like, details about him as a ma- as a witch. He, and he, like, the movie's called Warlock, but you can tell it's because, like, the studio was insecure because he refers to himself as a witch all the time, which I thought was cool. Like, it's not, it's, it's not a man-woman thing. I'm a witch. I do magic. Like, it's, which it's, Harry Potter obviously normalized later in the witches and wizard thing, but... But even then, like, Warlock, I... Yeah. I, the only one, though, I think I could... This is so... I'm just my generation that I can think of that does, like, the divided line of, like, Warlock, witch, is in Halloween Town. 
the oh, Disney yeah. Channel. Anyway, I got to check out cool. Warlock. Bro, though. Boy, um, stuff. We're, we're, we're all about supporting genders, except when it comes to witches and warlocks. That is severe. That's still that strictly is separate. And, you, and there's only one look for each, too. <laughs> right. um, I did like Street Sands in this one, uh, always with the bare feet. You know, it's like that that earth thing that, you know, that uh, I like that. I like to check that out. I got to check that movie out then. It was uh, fun. And it was on Freebie or one of those, you know, channels. So I had to watch a few commercials, but no big deal. I, uh, I've been encouraging so many people to use Tubi as of recent. Tubi rips. Also, I cannot highly recommend. I have to I highly recommend Canopy. If you have a, um, a library card, you can get Canopy and you get mm-hmm. like. Seven free watches a month. Plus, they have a whole uh, set of sect of section of kids stuff that is always mm. free. It's great. It's really good. Canopy, yeah, yeah. That I uh... they got a really good selection because it's through the library, so a lot of like artsy stuff. Don't they have American. access to the a lot of Criterion streams? Yeah, and like, too, uh, like they used to have all the A twenty fours. Like even that's what it was. That's stuff. what it was. The A twenty four. That was the big connect. Uh yeah. No, there's some fucking great apps out there. I mean. With uh, leading into Shutter Island, it is uh, so back to back. I just watched two, one fake heady movie and one really well made heady movie, and the one was for work. As you know, I watched The Da Vinci Code, could not get into it slightly, but it's it, I won't I won't the vibe. But that was a two B watch too. That's a that has, is that is a relic of like that movie could only exist in like two thousand six. You know what I mean? It I, just had to come out in that. I wish movie. I wish like one of you or the Flyboys were there for me to like lead this discussion because most people were like yeah I liked it you know they and also just being polite and I, I'm just like I'm trying here guys I couldn't get into it and I can't think of anything uh but fun discussion with with them and all that stuff but doing Da Vinci basically back to back with Shutter Island is like One's a fake thinker where it was just exposition dump, and okay. Shutter Island's like a real thinker where I, you know, we're about to go into it. Uh, yeah, like like Shutter Island's a legit mind bender, and honestly, we can use that to segue into the first thing I kind of want to talk please, about before yeah. we even get into the movie is the the perception and the reception of Shutter Island, like they both had a, an effect on each other. And I think that's the problem. I think to this day, most people dismiss Shutter Island as what I would call a I, twist movie. It's a twist movie. It were, was that. And uh, I, the only time I saw this movie, I mean, I've watched it once since was in the theaters and it was also sold as such a heavy horror movie when yeah. it's a, it's a thriller. It's a mystery thriller. It's more but, of a mystery. But it was short. It was thriller. Sold with it, like, the, the horror elements are toned down. It was sold with the woman shushing. Yeah. With the script, and, with the... and, uh, Ben Kingsley singing. She just evaporated in the wall. Yeah. And like, that was the, I watching this, those trailers came back and like, I think that's part of it's. Um, yeah, I think it was mis. Too. I agree. I think it was mismarketed. I think it got labeled as a twist movie when I would argue that it's a more of a reveal movie that then begs further viewing to like really delve into it, which is yeah. like, like I'm glad you know. It's it's uh, it's weird. Like Leo and Leo also in the same year has Inception come out and Shutter Island, and both are twist movies and like thinkers. Sure, but you know, Shutter Island. It, it, I, I don't know. He's he's. I, I mean, everyone's really good in this movie, and so is he. And it's Scorsese. Yeah, it's Scorsese I, basically doing his version of The Shining. Like every time I watch this movie, I cannot help how like how how Kubricky and Shining well, it feels with the music swells and like. It's. I mean, it's part of the kind uh, of like the like go like the kind of like bending of real what's real and what's not and what you're what is, well, is what you're seeing there and is it not i well, thought it i've always I like, thought about it. <laughs> i like that you bring up the uh the music part of that because as one of the things i did read was it was supposed to be a mimic to Sh- the shining for that and it's scorsese so he's using you know hitchcock references and then a uh, movie I've never seen, but it's a big, um, you know, it, a lot, it pulls a lot from a from movie uh, Dana Andrews' character in Laura, not my wife, which is like a 
40s movie, I believe, or a 60s movie, and then a low-budget 1940s zombie movie um, that I don't even know the name for, but, like, it's a similar plot, and, like, Scorsese having his deep film knowledge put that prince and made it his own still. Uh, from a cultural standpoint, though, too, this reminds me also a lot of perception-wise, not horror-wise, not because Mark Ruffalo's in it, of, like, one of, I know my favorite movie, and one of your favorite movies is Zodiac. Oh, absolutely. It's similar to the Zodiac release, where it's, like, this fantastic movie. I'm not saying it's as good as Zodiac, yeah. but it's it's released. Oh, we can put our cards on the table. I love Shutter Island. Yeah, Shutter Island's great. So, I mean. It's released, it's released in. It's released in February. I think Zodiac was released in March. It's and also up. this is early. This is like people don't might not realize that it's only been for the last couple of years. It used to be the first two or three months of the year were like a wasteland. Yeah, it's where January, February, March is where movies got dumped. It's hyped. It's it's, it's hyped. only since like I don't know maybe the last ten years or less. That it's yeah, been. it's it's hyped up as a. Um, you know, it's more of a horror. Both move, but watch the trailer for both. Blah, blah blah. They come out and then like they don't have the. They have a critical reception. Yeah. I mean, this less than Zodiac, but they have more of a critical. But from an audience, it's not what they were thinking or wanted. So okay, and they moved on, and then down the line, it was oh, I saw that at a crazy twist. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's like such a parallel there. Um. Uh, it is funny you also mentioned the the year of the dump. So in in reading some of the trivia, um, who who produces Paramount? I think they okay. only or some one of the studios only had the budget to to put two basically awards pushes out. Um, so that yeah. was and they decided this wasn't worth its award push, which turns out to be the only Leo uh, Scorsese movie not to have any noms. In any yeah. standpoint, and they pushed like uh, you know two two others. I don't, I didn't write that fact down, but it was the other one. Doesn't I matter. Did. Lesser movies, I'm sure. One of them was, and I'm just fucking. I'm sure if I looked at it, it was like oh yeah. That. Well, we talked about a little off mic. I think what we should do here, so that we can properly like get through go through this, is just real quick up top. I'll do a basic overview, and we can kind of like we'll talk. We'll we'll spoil. We'll basically do a spoiler. Uh, review yeah. uh, spoiler uh, chat and then we can delve a little deeper into certain scenes and, and walk through the plot a little bit more but that way we can come at it from all from all sides so movie opens with uh teddy daniels he's a u.s marshal he's with his new partner they just this is their first their first case together they're going to an island a prison it's an island for the criminally insane uh like it's off the coast of boston i believe <clears throat> excuse me um, they get there. They're introduced to the case, which is a missing uh, a missing woman, uh, basically just disappeared off the island. Uh, you know, they're doing their investigation, but in the midst of their investigation, you come to find out that Teddy also believes that this is a place uh, that holds a um, a, per- a person that he believes is responsible for the death of his family. His family uh, died in a fire. He, he he thinks this guy set the fire. Um, he thinks he's here, and mm-hmm. also maybe they do Nazi experiments here. I mean, yeah, he's a World War II veteran. He's a World War II vet, so he thinks that this place also maybe does Nazi experiments. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, through the course of the mystery, we're we're uh, you know, like I said, we'll, we can delve deeper into it in a little bit. But you know, we're we're seeing a lot of different clues and Eddie Teddy's like piecing things together and he's meeting patients and he's interviewing people and he's finding clues and whatever all to uh, what he believes is uh, find where the, this lighthouse where they're lobotomizing patients and doing experiments and where he thinks his partner, Mark Ruffalo, who has disappeared by the, by this point in the movie may is being held. And he thought he saw him die, but his body wasn't there. Right. He thought he fell off a cliff, but then the body was missing. He's, he's obviously, you know, we're at the two hour mark of a Scorsese movie. Our protagonist is frayed. Um, (laughs) Uh, he breaks in to the final uh, room and it is revealed by Ben Kingsley, who is the head of the Institute, that he himself is actually been a patient this whole time. 
and this has all been an elaborate ruse by him, by his doctor and the staff to help him come to terms with why he's there and what happened to him and his family. And um, and I think that's part of the thing too is people were dismissive of this because I think from the first trailer there were people who would just instantly like, oh, he's an inmate at the thing. That's going to be the twist. And that's very much is the twist, but there's so much more to it to what's there's going so on. so much to it. Right, with what's going on with his character and why and what they what happened to him and what they're doing, it's so much more in depth and, than that. But like because they were technically right, I think a lot of people cast this. And off. it's a lot like um, Ruffalo's character to uh, more on him too to doing this to be like we don't need to be lobotomizing these people. Right. Well, that's the thing. I didn't want to delve too deeply into it, but they. There's a undercurrent, and a, this is uh, all taking place in the 50s, and there's supposedly a push-pull. Ben Kingsley discusses a push-pull between, like, old-school lobotomizing and a newer, like, kind of pharmacology and therapy. Ver- you know, mm-hmm. they're trying these new things. Um, so is that – do you think that, that's – I, that really co- I think that really covers it. I think you, you did a sweeping a sweeping of the just the bullet points of the plot. Yeah, um, and we can get into as much as you like without, you which, know. Which was, which funny, I've had this movie since its release, but I'm sure this is one of the rare movies that I've inadvertently, not stole, someone left at my place or lent me in college and never returned. Um, but uh, watching this, you know, when you watch, this one of the ones you watch knowing the twist, it actually it does add to it so much more because. A lot. Watch all the other characters, you know, like. The orderlies are always around. Mark Ruffalo is also like terrified to do, make any true decision. Well, even um, even you'll notice Leo will comment on it. He's like, "Oh, your guys are all on edge here. Mm-hmm. You know, like why is everybody so you know so nervous and hey, and all the patients are you know are like that one um that one doctor that uh he sedates in the and in the shoulder. Oh, the Max the von Sydow. Yeah, Max von Sydow's guy. I like watching it too. He's just, he's not being a prick to be a prick he, because it's the cop. He's being like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, he's pushing it because he thinks it's kind of silly. Yeah. Because he's like, he's playing along, but just barely. Like at any moment, he would bail on this. It is, it is, I mean. Oh, uh, there's the whole scene where um, Leo breaks into that meeting and it's like, obviously. A meeting of actual like the board of the prison mm-hmm. and they all tacitly kind of know about this experiment that's going on mm-hmm. and he's like talking about the case all seriously and one of the guys leans over he's like oh the case of fours or whatever because we're like a, a plot point that they all talked about that they all knew yeah. about that's like part of the gimmick and he's like there and so it's funny to like pick up on stuff like that it's- more and more the more you watch it it's it's so clever, and especially how like Scorsese, uh, you know, direct directing it, putting it together, puts us to spend so much time too in his dream st- settlement, and like mixing it in as a oh well, he was just a bad dude in the in the war and saw some shit in Auschwitz. Yeah. So as audience members, we're pretty trained to be like, oh well. I have sympathy for him and it's PTSD and like, he's just, he's barely keeping it together, but that's, it, this might be the most well, top five unreliable narrator movie. That oh, doesn't let up. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. Do you want, I wanted to maybe take a second and just lay out what Edward Daniels, Leo, the, the U S Marshal, who he thinks he is, what that story is compared to what really happened. Uh yeah I yeah let's just let's, briefly just real because briefly. there's try, a very brief. no there's a huge difference so one thing before you you, you kind of we give the difference well there's elements that tie in and I guess we should talk a little bit about the case that they make up for him because the case yeah. they make up for him is meant to emulate things that are in his real story mm-hmm. to kind of draw that out oh and, and there's things that are people that people are wearing to help trigger yeah. his thought it's very clever and fleshed out of what it needs to be the, done the, if you think about the effort that mark ruffalo as the doctor and ben kingsley as his, as the director put into this it's crazy like that they would do all this for one guy to try to help one patient is it, insane 
nuts. It, it's, they were um, just like, they put a spike in this guy's brain and they throw him in a cell. It, it, my letterbox <laughs> review was, I gave it four stars, but it was written by Nathan Fielder. You know, just like... Uh, I'm just playing around here. It, it's it's insane. It, but, like, from the... from um, Yeah, I'll get in. We'll talk about, like, the little details. Um... But the audience perspective, too, is like the lazy version of this would want you to also keep thinking, well, maybe he is right. And it's a deeper conspiracy. Yeah. And it completely like because that's one like lazy way. I think you could take this way. Well, you could just oh, see it, as, as, are as not. it is what it is like, you know, and then the very last minute at the end of the movie, when he breaks in the lighthouse, it is a crazy Nazi experiment. Yeah. It shoots up the place and, and saves Mark Ruffalo. And, that and they the end throw of that the out the window because Ben Kingsley sitting in that lighthouse, like Morph, like not Morbius, like the fucking person in the matrix with all the, the TV, the architect. The yeah. It's the same scene. <laughs> Only he's got a whiteboard instead of a <laughs> bunch of TVs. Yeah. Um, but Brian, go ben like. He's like, I don't want to haul a bunch of shit up the stairs. So like a whiteboard. It's pretty heavy in this day. We could get like one of them. Make sure the phone's hooked up so I can call down. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, give us the difference between okay the the two characters or the two Leo characters. So I talked a little bit about about Eddie, Edward Daniels, the U.S. Marshal, in my in my original pot synopsis. His family's killed in a fire. Um, he believes Andrew Latis is the man who set the fire. Uh, he was, he believes Andrew Latis is in the prison. Um, he also believes there's another guy who was experimented on by the Nazis who is there also, perhaps. Yes. And he does meet up with that guy who ends up just being another paranoid schizophrenic. It was guy a guy just, he just kicked the shit out of. Right, well, they're just feeding off each other. There's two crazy yeah. guys feeding off of each other. Yeah. And, um... But, but anyway, that's kind of what he thinks happened. In reality, the fire was set by his wife, who is uh, Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically, Andrew Latis is Edward Daniels' real name. He comes back from the war, but he's all fucked up. He saw some shit, and he's all fucked up. And they do a good job of, like, Scorsese puts a little Schindler's List in this, and he uses the creepy imagery. It's it's not hard to pull creepy imagery from Holocaust shit, you know. No, like it's a pretty, but it's of the time, and it it's not it's not tasteless. I, more than the corpse piles, I enjoy the part with the officer where he where he's you know they're going through the office and the officer botches. That's all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, saw some shit. Um, he so he's neglecting his wife, and his wife is schizophrenic. Um, she tries to burn down their, kill herself by burning down their apartment. Um, it doesn't work. And after that happens, she tells him that she has a bug in her brain. And that, so basically telling her, him that she is insane. Like, I am sick, but he doesn't, he doesn't do anything about it. He basically gets him a house in the country drinks and ignores it and works all the time. He's a US, he is a U.S. Marshal, so he just goes off on cases and leaves her home alone with the kids. They have three kids. Well, things progress because she goes untreated and she ends up killing their children, drowning them. Taking them to school. Yeah, which is part it. of what they put in the fake story for the missing woman that, yeah. they, that he's supposed to be there. They put that she's... Like, there's the little details they take from his real history to try to draw that out of him. And well, that's my, my favorite little detail that's added to that is when we catch the first Rachel, right? Who the missing mm-hmm. one, the fake woman. The one who's the nurse who's the like nur- acting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the um Emily Mortimer who just By the like way, how, how lucky to have a nurse who's such a good actress. It's <laughs> like fucking Emily Mortimer. I mean, like, I was literally looked, I was like, this woman just cleaned she just cleaned up in the two thousands, that actress. Um, but my favorite little detail is too, she's wearing the same sweater. They gave yeah. her the same sweater that his wife wore yeah. to help trigger that. And it's yeah, such because Ben Kingsley knows all the details of the story, so it's easy to, like, they gave him, he's got the tie, you know, they have him dressed, you know, the, the clothes they give at, at Teddy Daniels is the, the tie, mm-hmm. and the one she gave him and everything. But, uh, so when he comes home and finds the kids dead and finds her, he kills his wife. And the trauma of all that basically makes it so that he, he can, he has a break with reality. So when he gets put in this institute for the criminally insane, 
He doesn't ever acknowledge that he's in prison. He always treats it like a case. He's always a detective. Everybody around him is part of it. They're either uh, a cop. You know, they they all he's in he's an invent. They they have their jobs there, but he's just there to investigate this case or whatever. So the idea is they play it out in hopes of breaking him and like getting to acknowledge reality by showing it to him and all that. Yeah, and it, and it, I mean this the end quote sums right his whole thought process so, yeah, of, of, we need to talk about the ending because the ending oh, no, no, really no, 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 perfect I'll, I'll, I'll so see. we can hold off uh, we'll, we'll, but, yes. we'll hold. but what you just of his thought it, it sums up yeah everything you just went through um and yeah but you're you're following this case thinking okay he is here to fuck the uh, uh, this fucked up situation and like you're, there's a little bit of like a wicker man involved in this too. Right, of it's just a weird, like, you're in a weird place. I mean, it's a very unnatural. Um, place. I'm on an island. I'm isolated. You know, and everyone keeps also telling him at a certain point. Well, maybe you figured you're kind of figuring this thing out. Like Chuck Mark Ruffalo goes, maybe they're onto you. You know, maybe yeah. maybe they don't want because because they want him to think who he's uh they're trying to get him to play out his delusion to its end mm -hmm. to like prove to him that there's nothing to find you know the idea is that if he can complete this mission that he's on that he'll get but as we see through the movie i think they do a good job of illustrating this every time he gets close to something he adds a new layer you know what i mean he himself brings in they're they're starting to wrap up the thing about Rachel Solando. Oh, well, she's here. The, the girl's back. It's over. Well, now I'm looking for Andrew Latus. Oh, and now it's the guy, the Nazi Whoops. guy, George, whatever. That I now I gotta find him. They're and, here. Yeah, they're here. So like he always finds a way to not allow it to end. And they're trying to force him to the final to to the actual finale of it. His delusion is is vast it's just well it's fun it's honestly what it made me think of is present day what we deal with with conspiracy theorists all the time online oh, there's yeah. always a next level if you prove something to them if you're like you know a vaccines cause autism well no they are here's all the scientific data oh yeah well who paid for the scientific data there's always another level to take it to so that you don't have to believe mm -hmm. any you know and that's what this and that's what he does here's the recording of uh the recent Trump. Well, what papers were he actually shuffling? Yeah, you know, it's always some plausible deniability. Uh, no, that, that's a, a that's a good parallel to that because, like, I you know, I there's probably part of that being a met this metaphor for conspiracy, but there's also like you know mental mental health and suppressing your demons is you know. Well, the things Ben Kingsley's talking about are true. I mean, exposure therapy is a thing. Like they do this. You know what I mean? We mm -hmm. that we do treat people by like having them work through things more now and stuff, you know, it is, yeah, I mean, Ben, it's, it's a movie without a, it's, it's a movie really without any of its villains, even Ted, even Ted Levine. I love Ted Levine. Is, is, Ted Levine's in one scene and he is awesome. He's, he's, in, a, he's, so in, he's in three. But like he's really on one. one. Like but, he has like real dialogue. But in they it. shoot him as a villain to be like, ah, uh, because you can see just Ted Levine be like, why don't we just fucking put the pick through his head? Right, because I guess in a way he's a villain of this story in that he represents the end, the 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 bad ending. Like he's he represents like the least desirable scenario, yeah. right? Um, yes, cast. I mean, part of the I could. Gushing I mean, about the he's cast. Scorsese to get a cast. He anybody he wants. Yeah, you know what I mean? Martin Scorsese. Mark Ruffalo sent him a, how he's in this movie. He sent him a fan letter, <laughs> and basically just said, "Hey, I, I here's my work. I would love to work with you. You know, blah blah blah." I know Scorsese really can't. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is post Zodiac too. It's not like you know, thirteen going on thirty. Mark Ruffalo oh. and Scorsese cast them he's as the like second. Here, wait for me in the Hulk in this movie. Yeah. They're probably and, already, he's probably already cast when he's in on set for this. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Edward Norton's already out. 2012. Oh. This is 2011, right? In 2012. 10. 10. 10. Close, though. So it's close. Those eventually we take a long time to make. Uh, but that's fine. Um, he can, I mean, like, and the, the brilliance of, um, so there's that scene uh, where Leo 
you know, climbs down the rock. I mean, that's really, to me, that's like the true, like, grandeur of when now we're in full insanity. This, the, well, the, when he when goes Mark, into the cave. When, yeah, Mark Ruffalo leaves and he climbs down to the rock. And it it's of, like, intensity and scariness. Probably that is the biggest scene for me, you know, with all the rats. And it's just oh, like, yeah. I mean, the rats are... Rats are fucking, you know, you know, they're mice. They were rats. And they well, they come the way they mice. come out of nowhere, and they're just instantly covering everything. They're, and that's, they're, they're an infestation. And he has and to climb. I, this is the point in the movie where you're like, especially when you're watching the second time, is, were there any rats at all? Like, I was wondering that, too. I'm like. Are the rats even there? I don't think they were. <laughs> I don't think they were. I think it's his mind driving him towards that cave so he can have that. That basically a mental break where he meets with the real Rachel, who so is literally only a delusion. She what's cannot. What's amazing exist. about the real Rachel is, <laughs> I mean, you'd believe that she. I, I mean, it's a little ridiculous she'd be hiding on a cave, but you believe she was real if you're believing this. You know, I'm on the lamb from the crazy U.S. experiments. Well, like everything, like it all feeds when any whenever whenever it's something like him alone, it always feeds directly into his narrative. And what I he's creating it, so it's always gonna like you know yes and whatever he wants yeah. to happen. And what I what I love about that too is the Rachel too. It's it's Patricia Clarkson, and her they made her and Emily Mortimer look so similar to each she other. She looks similar, yeah. She looks um, like a little bit older and a little, a little bit older. more dowdy, just like, but like. Yeah, so like if you were going to make a movie about Patricia, you cast Emily Moore. You know what yes. I mean? Like, they, they do it almost perfect. It, it's, it's, and, you know, she talks, and she's at a, such a, uh, she, they never get close to each other, too, if you notice. It's a yeah. far away distance, and, you know, the big thing they keep focusing on is fire, because thinking is burning the fire, and the cigarettes. And she's like, well, you. You didn't smoke their cigarettes, did you? Oh, you know, yeah. You didn't drink their paranoia coffee. Paranoia sets in. And you've you been eating their food, and you've been drinking, and they've been giving you... They give you pills for your headache, and they, you know... Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, you know... I am the, always amazed at that, though, in any horror movie where people, like, immediately sit down and start eating and drinking something that somebody offers them. In, a, in any situation where it's, like, even the least bit kind of, like, sketchy. I've been watching a movie, I was like, I know you didn't just, like get served a drink and just drink. <laughs> like if your car broke down on the side of the road and the only thing around was like a creepy house, like in real life, you'd knock and like feel them out, but you'd be like, no, thank you to any of like, you know, do you want water, man? Like, like, nah, I'm, oh, I'm just I mean, waiting for if the you have a sealed water bottle, maybe. Can I see you crack it open though? And also I'm going to need to squeeze it and make sure no like pinholes shoot water out of the side where you like suck a syringe in it or something. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, there's so so many little little details. Uh, I mean, from the fact that Mark Ruffalo too like doesn't know how to holster his gun because he's not actually a fucking cop. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, and, but yeah, back to the cave. Like that's the big turn, right? Then he's out. Then he gets back to shore or back to the high ground, and that's when Ted Levine finds him. He's like, all right. We'll, we'll take you back. It's it's fine. And Ted Levine is even more than Max von Sydow is breaking the veil. Like he's almost kind of not acknowledging it at all. Yeah. He's just like he, I love. He's just the whole thing about like we're men of violence and mm -hmm. you know, violence. Because yeah. I because I do think it's a it is a, it's one of those experiments where like I don't know at any job when someone like is doing something that you're like yeah I don't yeah no they the they want to use the copier. No one does. You know, like, you're, right, and it's right. like, oh, you're not excited. You're gonna, you're, oh, you're going to try something. And he's kind of like off to the side, like, mm -hmm, you're okay. not excited. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's nice. Like me with my movie club at work the other week. Like, like, yeah, that's fine. We'll let Joe do his thing. But yeah, sure. Anyway, it's, it's, that's his vibe of like, he, the violence, the fucking violence. Basically well, he's me with any activity. <laughs> Yeah. I'm off to the side, like, mm, a little skeptical about that. So, and, uh, but they bring him back to the, they bring him back to the insane asylum, you know, and, you know, Mark Ruffalo and Chuck, nowhere to be found. And he's more, and he's trying to weasel his way from doctor to doctor. And who's a Max Fancito is like, the room is that way. You know, he's like, oh, the shore's that way. And, yeah. uh, everyone it, just it keeps blows going. up Ben Kingsley's car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love when Ben Kingsley is like, that's a nice car. It's like, I really I, like I that, that car. 
<laughs> being like, oh, yeah, we know you're, as you said, why this one guy? Like, why? Well, that's the thing. Like, what's Ben Kingsley supposed to say? He basically cost himself that car. He's the one who turned this maniac loose. The whole reason, like, they talk about it in the movie. They're like, you're the most dangerous patient we have here. Because he doesn't believe it. He's like, you don't, you're trained, you're a trained killer. You, you're a, you're a soldier and then a cop. You hurt people. You can fuck up my guards. You don't believe anything. You don't trust anybody. You're sketchy all the time. You turn on a dime. You fly off the handle about everything. Like, well, uh, um, what's he say? He says to them, they're like, what doesn't agitate you? Yeah. Words, actions, like everything works you up. Well, it's, it's shown in the, um, God, uh, blanking on his name, Rorschach, the, Fucking, oh yeah, yeah, my uh, J- uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley shown in the Jackie Earl Haley thing how he's like, no, you beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> That's why he's there. He wasn't yeah. cut up by uh by less like by what by was beaten by Letus. By Letus. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, no, I. Um, I don't know. It it. I think it's a. I think it's a good pick. You know, in the sense of like to what we've talked about. Um. It's definitely like it's in the genre, and it's one of those things where like yeah, I have, like I've always thought of it as a horror movie, but it's definitely a horror. But like again, in the way that The Shining isn't full of horrific images or like jump scares, or but it's like it's definitely unsettling, and like the, there's so much there's so much of Shutter Island that makes me uncomfortable and like upset you know it's upsetting uh, it's upsetting because it's it's someone the who matter is incredibly grim it's someone who wants to do the right thing thinking they do but realistically they're the cause of everything in their own delusion well and like i said we can go ahead and i think we've talked enough we can go ahead and segue into the final so teddy you know andrew Letus accepts reality he like finally has a breakdown he remembers everything you see the scene where he finds his kids and he kills his wife um we didn't talk about some of the dream imagery is incredible when michelle williams turns around in the dream and her whole back is like burning charcoal that's such beautiful a great, that's an incredible image she's looking out the window and there's kind of that purple orange sky and it's got the burning back it's really great it's i wouldn't talk a little a lot about that I mean, I, not much to say. He's Martin Scorsese, of course, but like this is probably more because of the like horror elements. There's a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, like what do I want to say here. He doesn't usually get this fantastical, right? No, Especially this well, this is stuff like this. This is a year before or two or two years before he, he Scorsese does Hugo. I know, which is his kids' movie, but talking about it from a look, from being fantastical to experimenting more with to more fantasy or yeah. Like, um, like non-reality based mm, with like you know in shot and computer graphics i mean because if, if you want to see some of the best I, I mean i'm sure it's advanced now but some of the best cg that's been put on camera it's most of wolf of wall street yeah um there. you know um, I, I tell you what there's, the, there's a shot in this one and hugo's beautiful too where the little girl walks up you know it's actually right before he blows up the car and she walks up and she like, it's all slow. And they have that he the score. It's just like, ah, uh, given that one, those, and the, they have the, it kind of resonates in your chest and, uh, they take her hand and the car blows up around them. And then the fire dissipates and they're just still standing there. It's like, it's not like a revolutionary, but he's just such a master of like, it just looks so good. And it's paced. Like every shot is just so meticulous. His timing's just so good. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, he's, I was, he's Martin Scorsese, and this this is one where I wish, um, I wish in Martin Scorsese's career we got a little more of horror movies because when he does them, I think he's such a fan of the genre. He's just a fan of film that he does them so well. Like Shutter Island and Cape Fear, are the only two like true, yeah, true blue horrors that he's done. Well, he's such a master of controlling emotion and. Uh, you know, and as far as like tension and suspense, and that's such a big part of making a good horror movie that it stands to reason. Like most horror movies I've ever seen aren't as tense as the last scene of the last act of Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he he knows how to get the emotion that he just hasn't done this type of thing. You know? Yeah, he's 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 fucking amazing. Uh, but anyway. 
we, yeah. we talk, I, I was finishing up. We we're getting, we we're wrapping things up. So he, he does accept reality, right? And he's like, he understands why he's there. And they think it's going to, they think it's going to good. They, they're like, all right, sweet. And he sits down, you know, and Mark Ruffalo sits down next to him. He's sitting outside the, on the hospital steps and Mark Ruffalo sits down next to him. He's like, so what's going on? You know? And he's like, so what's our next move, boss? I and he's right back in it, you know? So there's two thoughts I had first. Like I said, it's been since the theater, since I've really seen this, I thought from memory that it ended there. And it was like more of the, there wasn't as much of a play out, you know, uh, I thought it was like, right. what's your next move boss? And the shed shake and it ends. Yeah. Yeah. And, I love the way he goes over Ben Kingsley gives a little. And at the same time, there's two ways to think of it for me, at least. I want to hear this because is, me, I've always thought there's only one way to think. Okay, of so it. I think there's two ways to think of this. Is he didn't just say all that shit to get out of, you know, uh, the thing. Um, that's the first way, right? He he, he says he says he all that stuff, hear. what they want to hear. And he still thinks that Edward he trusts, Daniels, and he's he like, now Chuck. we're out back on the case, you know. But he trusts Chuck. But this is why this time I don't think it's that way. Because he already is so untrusting of Chuck, why would he immediately trust Mark Ruffalo's character, who was working with the others, who was like, dude, I'm Dr. Lester. It was Lester. Yeah. I'm Dr. Sheen. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm so bad at the name. Yeah, I'm better Dr. Lester. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm like, he just relapsed right into it because it was too much information for his fucking brain to handle. See, to me, it's always been, uh, and I've always felt very confident in this, that he is still fully in his right mind. Mm. That he, when that, that they get through to him and it works, the, the treatment works. And he, in that moment, it's because of the line. It's when he stands up and he says to Mark Ruffalo, is it better to die a good, to live knowing you're a monster or to die thinking you're a good man. Mm. And I, and to me, that's his way of like, and Mark Ruffalo even does a little pause there. He's saying he would rather take the lobotomy and go out thinking, like he's basically, he he's basically decided he would rather lie to himself. It's like the, uh, it remind, it's like memento. You yeah. Know, he'd rather trap himself in a loop of lies than, 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 then realize yeah, I just the think, truth of his existence. I think that character is that there's two ways, right? It, it is a little ambiguous. No. Is, yeah, I, is, no, is, I purposely definitely left open. Is, well, I have, a, I, have a, I have a... But to me, it always was pretty clear. I always felt like he's taken the easy way out. He would rather not think about this. So I he think can't that, forget what they told him, and he'd rather go back to the way things were. I think were. that character has a little too much of a hubris to do so, but... I do have a bit of a answer, not answer, because no one's ever answered, right? None of the oh, they should your, score, your Scorsese's, your them. your Leos, but the on the onset, um, Doctor James Gilligan, the movie's onset psychiatric consultant, because remember it's Martin Scorsese, he's not doing anything half-ass, um, has a definitive answer. <laughs> so he claims Teddy well, Daniels, just my monocle, but it's, it's your answer. It's, uh -huh. He claims Teddy Daniels chose, that case, chose, chose lobotomy because of his guilt over his past mistakes as Andrew Lannis. He chose lobotomy as a form of suicide, and he refused to remember himself as a monster. So it's literally it's what he said. Pulse that didn't let him face his reality in the first place. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The same like denial that has kept him as Ed, Teddy Daniels is the same. You know, he's just like it's just another version of that. So. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I I take back my mockery. I now think this no, guy's a smart expert. <laughs> it's it makes sense. It, trust me, it makes it makes sense in in that. And uh, it's it's also like it's also a more thoughtful answer than I think. Just like wow, he's back in this loop, like Memento, yeah. like, like Memento or sure. something. Where um, because I always wonder the my one like pick and hole at it is like. Okay, like how many times do they keep getting him on the the on the um on the, the boat on the yeah. ferry? Like, did they just keep him on the ferry until like they're like, all right, he's ready. He doesn't know who the <laughs> fuck he is now. Again. I, I do. I think you just you take you get a uh, it's like a foggy day. You take him on. You dress him in the outfit, 
you take him on the ferry, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of like get out of sight distance of the island in the fog and just kind of cruise around a little bit. Yes. And eventually he'll come out of the bathroom kind of sweaty and you'd be like, okay, we're good. We're good He's to right. go. He's right. He's, He's ready. ready. <laughs> Give him back his wedding ring. Yeah. Or better than that, it's the 50s and they don't know about CTE. So just Mark Ruffalo just conks him on the head with a blackjack every time. <laughs> Having it in blackjack too. Wow! Well, just, just right across the back it. of the head. Drill all right, him. all right, he's ready. It's good. When he comes to, he'll be good. He'll be a, a little headache, but that's why he's always like, he's like, oh, you having a migraine? He's like, no, man, this dude gave me a concussion. Oh, I'm, I'm a little slurry, but we didn't have any shots. I, I did like the element of how like. He's getting all twitchy and jittery, and he's like, you know, oh, there's something in my food, there's something in my cigarettes. And Ben Kingsley's like, no, you're just off your meds. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I, didn't, I haven't had a drink. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, you're you're addicted to opium, basically, yeah, or whatever well, the fuck. Like, yeah, you're like, we've got you on like a basically like Thorazine, and you know, you're like off of it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you've been on it for two years. Yeah. Um, but talking about heart, I, I like keep jumping around, and not really jumping around, but. The whole ending reveal of the rea- the reality of events too, with the kids in the lake and Michelle Williams is that all definitely so fully, fucking sad. It's fully horror. Like, well, that's hard. The way Mich- more, like you cannot say that the sight of those children floating in that water is not a horror movie. <laughs> no, honestly, the way Michelle Williams talks, yeah, is like before the before the movie. It's and really it, unsettling. Like in a, in a in a silly sense, like before the we record it. Like we were talking about, you know, the, the Evil Dead Rises, and it's like, Michelle Williams is talking like a fucking deadite, like one of those deadites half the time in that yeah, thing. I'm just like, she looks like sweet Michelle Williams. Yeah, oh, you know? it, it is, it is a, there's a bit of a, a chuckle, too, of like the same year Leo has a movie, like a movie with twists and, two movies with twists and turns by two, you know, I mean, one's Martin Scorsese, filmmakers, and like Christopher Nolan easily could have made this. David Fincher easily could have made Shutter Island. Um, but but with these odd dream sequences of wives being insane and like disbanding, like Michelle Williams and Marion Coltyard, you could swap the two. Like, on it's a, true. There's a lot of similarities here. Yeah. In an off, in an off, like not paying attention trivia. If you asked me what your like the tweet was, like that you're now watching tweet with him holding and her busting oh, yeah, away, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, Inception, and like move on. Yeah, you know? I could see that absolutely. <laughs> this is see. This is why Leo never dates anybody in their who makes it to their thirties. He knows the ladies that age. They get they go off the deep end. He can't. He's like, he's I, like, nah. Have you seen my movies? He's like, uh, I spoke to Patricia Clarkson once. <laughs> that was it. Was enough for me. It was yeah. enough. Um, but no, it's 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 such a fantastic movie. Um, you know, I really do think it's underrated. I really do. I, I wish. It's it's one of those ones that I always like want to stand up for and be like, no, you got the wrong idea about this. Uh, I feel the same way about the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Oh, it's so so widely derided as a white savior movie. Where, like the whole point of the movie is that he's not a white. Savior. Don't get me fucking started because it's it's, it's it's like somebody made the laziest joke about the title and that became all anyone ever says about have, the movie. At that point, I'm like, wow, I wish they called it anything else so we don't have to hear it because it's a fant- that movie in itself too just real quick uh a guy one of my friends who's a history professor like you know just a history book he goes this is the most accurate portrayal of like those events in that world like that you could have yeah. done too if there's no there was, there's no washing of off like that is a you know you gotta take it with that it's like when a, a cop tells you Oh, the wire? Yeah, that's really realistic for all. It's the real shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is one for Sam, and it's hard because like Scorsese is one of those things where like you, he's my. I mean, it's cliche. He's my favorite. Like he's, you know, he's the guy you fell in love with who made cinema and like followed too, and and definitely like one of the best to ever do it. One of the greats of his generation. Like he can't. You know what I mean? It's it's hard because it's that thing now where like you'll have people and i mean we live on twitter for the most part but oh there's no such thing as underrated blah 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 screw no there is like i mean it's this uh after hours is pretty popular these silence days. And, uh, is probably an underrated silence is more 
more or less your Shutter Island, where it's this modern movie that like brilliance. Because I'm pretty sure like Shutter Island was more of the vein. It's, it's a Cape Fear of like, oh, I do one, then you you guys then let me do what I want to do. And like Wolf of Wall Street at the time, it was like Wolf of Wall. You know, he he very much lived his life. I feel like honestly, Shutter Island should have come out now. In the era of prestige horror, you could have sold it as what it actually is, you rather than trying, rather than trying to like pretend it's a, a like a horror movie. You could have sold it for what it actually was. Oh, they slapped the, the today. They slapped. I wouldn't be eight twenty four. You slapped the the little like pa- house or... whatever the Paramount um like prestige one is, like their indie yeah. one. You know what I'm talking about? The, is that the one that's got the Archer logo? No, no, that no. One? That's that's a Art, I think it's called Artisan or something. Okay. No, there's there's a Paramount like vintage or some shit. Oh, and okay, all right. They uh, but you put that in front of it, you give it you give it the little you know head nod here and there. They eat this shit up. It it's uh it's but I, he did his career for the most part, I believe, basically like after Raging Bull, very like oh I do a movie you want me to do, then you let me do a movie. like he. Very much worked in the studio. One for you, one for me, sure. So, Cape Fear, great movie. They were always good movies. One for the studio, then they let me make, you know, uh, Casino or something like that, whatever came right after. Um, or maybe it was fucking Age of Innocence, because the one thing Scorsese wants to make is not the thing they people think he wants to make. Yeah. Like, like Silence was a passive, a, you know, a religious passion project. Oh, yeah. Um, well, he did get to a point, I would say, in the last... Uh, he like once we get into the 2000s, he's kind of only doing what he wants to do. Yeah. I think at that point, you know. But you definitely early in his career, you're 100 percent right. Oh yeah, he he like like After Hours, great great fucking movie. But that was a, I mean that was a yeah I do one. I mean Morgan Scorsese. This is just my Morgan Scorsese man at this point. He made The Color of Money, which was a fucking what the Hustler sequel, <laughs> like sequel 25 yeah, 25 years later with Tom Cruise, which being cool, like you know it's it's yeah, good, it's, totally but it's it's a paycheck. Weird, yeah. Weird, weird um, but anyway, I'm really happy you made, not me, you picked this to get us rewatching it. I it's, didn't realize you weren't that familiar with it. So I'm glad no, I um, went back to it. Cause uh, I've, it's one of those ones that I've kind of always been on the bandwagon for. Like I never, I didn't have to read. I, I just loved it from top to bottom. Like, no, you know what? Minute. I last time I saw this was in 20, 13 or 14 um and i did a whole art retrospective of scorsese films for a big college project um and i just i watched you know movies while i was doing it and read a bunch of shit and it yeah did a bunch of artwork around his movies and hit of him and blah blah it was a cool project it was my favorite thing i did in college but yeah, that was 100 percent the last time i i watched uh this movie but anyway um do you have any well, it makes it into your rotation sooner than that it it's, is, it's it. back it's it's a, a heavy watch though it's one of those ones like we were talking about the 2013 evil dead and stuff it's not one you can just throw on anytime because it does I have think, some it's, it's it's heavy i think it's definitely a great um two and it'd be come back to this of uh you know i know you get every i think every movie person gets this question hey i need something to watch but I want a good movie. That's maybe a think, you know, I get that mm-hmm. a lot from people. This is now going to shoot right up to, well, have oh, you watched Shutter Island recently or ever? Um, my main one recently for horror recommendations for the last like year has just been, oh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's on Tubi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> sure. uh, I little of the conversation last night. Um, anything you want to add to this, Brian? I mean, I know I, I'm pretty... Uh, no, no, I think we talked about, like I said, this is a great movie, great cast, uh, a lot of fun. I, I Not fun, but like just like a, a good, solid film. You know what I mean? Just like a, a good piece of cinema. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's a, it's, you know, what it is, it, you know, it was a financial success and all of that. It is a forgotten gem of the 
2010. Yeah, honestly, there aren't that many Scorsese movies that you haven't seen a bunch of times. Here's another one. You know what I mean? Like, I bet most even hardcore Scorsese heads, you know, a lot of, a lot of them haven't gone back to this one as often. I bet, you know, there's a lot of yeah. people whose Goodfellas is their favorite movie who've probably never even seen this. So. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, or some, or like the new the new Scorsese hot take that people have, which I think is a little lazy. I know we're wrapping it up. Um, is like standing overstanding the king of comedy. Uh, well, you know that's kind of the Joker thing, right? Yeah, and like it's a good movie, but like give me Taxi Driver first, and then oh, like sure, sure. King of Comedy is one of those ones where got a great performance out of De Niro, but it kind of it really falls apart by the end. And yeah, yeah, you know, uh, but that's a that's a conversation for it a different day. Um, hey, no director's infallible. You know? No, no, he is. Everybody, everybody worked through some shit. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're, unless you're James Cameron. I mean, don't come for the king. It's <laughs> hard, to, James... hard to argue. Because even though I want to, I make fun of those avatars, and not for me, I can't call them bad. No. Well, and here's the thing: it's like most of the time. It's and I think the flash bears this out like stuff that is undeserving, they will get humbled in the long run. And I think if James Cameron wasn't deserving, he wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he would have made. I, I, I think it, these, it, like I said, they're not for me, but if two billion dollars worth of people want to go see him, who am I to argue, you know? Um, I saw it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. But neither of us went and saw The Flash because we're good people. Yeah, no, that's... Come on. Come on. The least you can do is literally nothing. Just don't go. <laughs> come on, man. No one... Wa- no one... No one's trying to watch The Flash. Um. All right, man. Uh, You could find me at Chenango 1 and on Flyover State of Fear. And this show on all platforms and everything else. And you could find Brian at Herskules. And uh, we'll catch you soon. Bye. Welcome to Flyover State of Fear.